You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. Just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. I might stop saying good morning. Did we talk about this before? I'm going to say hello and welcome back. That's that's a better podcast beginning. Hello and welcome to... Oh, <laughs> I messed that up. I, I, I couldn't do it. Derek and Steve present... As soon as the Browns win their first game, like all they have to do is win one football game, all of the fridges automatically open up and everyone gets free beer. All if sauce. she dips her chicken fingers in it, is it a sauce? Does it make it a sauce? It's a great question. I don't know if I would I would put her in an insane asylum yet, but I would certainly start monitoring her activity a little. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome back to episode number 115 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Derek, it's good to be back, my man. <laughs> it is. Um, not much is going on. Um, I am here in sunny Florida. It's still 99 degrees and 150% humidity every day. Um, how did uh, you guys fare against Florence? Florence, we survived, actually. We did survive Florence. It, uh, it was... Not that tough here, I'll say. Uh, we did get a bunch of rain, but uh, for the most part, it was beautiful weather all week until we got the rainstorm uh, today, actually. So Florence did not really uh, give Massachusetts its best shot, but it certainly gave a lot of other people its best shot. So mm. so glad you guys did all right through it. We made it. I mean, th- there's about 10 hurricanes a year in, in the Atlantic, <laughs> and Florida gets hit by about nine of them. So yeah. Every time one doesn't hit us, it's it's a good thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So a uh, good break for Florida, but uh, not as good of a break for a lot of other areas. The Carolinas, Virginia, a lot of people got hit with that. And a lot of, uh, a lot of sporting events actually got impacted, which is kind of rare that we see uh, this many college football games getting moved. So uh, lots of stuff going on in both the sports world and the real world uh, related to Hurricane Florence. Yeah. So. And just a, a quick note on that. I don't know if anyone or you specifically follows Danny Cannell on Twitter. Do you know Danny I do, Cannell? I do, but I haven't really paid attention. I haven't seen anything he's recently. A, so. He's a former ESPN analyst. He's a he's an ACC homer. He's specifically FSU. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, he's one of those guys who who has hot takes and they sound great until like they're really <laughs> stupid. Um, and so he he tweeted something like, I can't believe they're canceling the game for these hurricanes. Why don't they just wait and see before like canceling games? And that was like two days before the hurricane and he got railed. Like (laughs) everyone just like destroyed him and he doubled down. You know, he's like one of those guys who refuses to be wrong. He seems like a big double down. Yeah. It was just such a bad take. And everyone's like, well, the majority of these players, like a, they live in dorms. They have to evacuate. They don't have a way to like survive a hurricane and B, (laughs) a lot of them are, like low income families who, who right. need to evacuate early. And he's just like coming back at all of them. It was just a terrible, terrible luck. Yeah. Um, so, and they ended up canceling basically all the games. So it's a double whammy on Danny. Cannell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, like when, when stuff like this hurricane happens, I feel like all of the bad takes come out of the woodwork. Um, like I, I saw bad takes on both sides of this actually. Like I, so w- when the, when the ACC announced that they were moving the Boston College Wake Forest game up by two hours to five thirty, I saw multiple takes from like reporters online with this like super like snooty like sarcastic tone, being like, "Oh, like I guess we'll move the game up two hours instead of I don't know maybe schedule it for a time when there isn't a Category Four storm on the way." Like, like kind of like being like, "Oh, how stupid is this that they're just moving it up two hours instead of rescheduling it?" Like, 
with a total ignorance to that, like it's really hard to reschedule games in college football. <laughs> yeah. Like, like so, like on both sides of that, I saw very idiotic takes. Yeah, it's you just know, like the, support yeah. the decisions made <laughs> yeah, because right. like <laughs> they're, they're doing their best, like they're doing everything they yeah. can to get the game played, but get, keep everyone safe. Like just because there's like a natural disaster <laughs> hurtling towards the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not you're not an expert in any of this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so the, fo- the football Florence. or the weather. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. So Hurricane Florence, we uh, we made it through, but uh, still uh, thoughts and prayers with anybody who's still struggling through that. A lot of people had some damage happened. Luckily it didn't seem like it was anything like super, super devastating on the scale that we've seen in the past. So, um, so it's, it's hopefully everybody can continue to get through that well enough. So that's kind of the opening drive. Anything else on, uh, on Florence before we move in to sports? Uh, no, just screw Florence. A hater. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All and right. Her stupid machine. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us into uh, half number one, which is sports. All right, so sports. Um, we're back into football season. As we know, we talked about that a little bit last podcast, which was a couple weeks ago. Uh, but now we're actually into the NFL, which I don't believe the NFL had started yet. Am I, is that right? We, NFL hadn't started when we did our last podcast. I'm almost Absolutely positive. not yeah. it hasn't. Because I remember the hot t- <laughs> your hot take was Pats were going to go, Oh and two. Could, the Pats could go on two, and your hot take was that the Bucks were going to be awful, and we're not going to yeah, probably the Bucks win a game. Be oh and three. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so uh, my hot take was half true in a in the second of those two games. The Pats did what I feared they would do. The Bucks, though, on the other hand, are the opposite of what you and everyone in the world thought they were going to be this year. So, so here's <laughs> what we're going to do, Derek. We're going to actually spend a tiny bit of time and talk about the Bucks, not be, not because I'm. A Bucks fan, and I've always harped on them on this podcast for 115 episodes, but because they're semi-nationally relevant. But for the first time since we started this podcast, they are nationally relevant. For a good reason. <laughs> yes. For not a bad Jameis reason, <laughs> or like a mer- or like half the players getting MRSA reason. Yes, exactly. Um, so, I so you are a, a relatively neutral fan when it comes to the Bucks. Obviously, you yeah, yeah, know about them through me, but in terms of your social media digestion, oh yeah, definitely was. Yeah. Was Ryan Fitzmagic all over your social media platforms yesterday or on yeah. Sunday? Yes, and rightfully so. He was. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on, on Ryan Fitzpatrick and I, Fitzmagic. I love it. I, I love Fitzpatrick. I love the look that he's got in these interviews. I love that he is just like, you know what? I'm a 35-year-old journeyman quarterback. I... I, I'm not getting a giant contract. I'm just playing football. <laughs> like I am just going to ball out. Like I, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I'm going to wear this ridiculous shirt that has is all the way unbuttoned and like a gold chain and sunglasses. And I'm going to just let my beard grow for the rest of my life. And it's just, I love it. It's like, he doesn't care about anything. And so, he's just winning football games. The story behind that, so for those who didn't see the photo, uh, you're living under a rock, but Ryan, Fitzma- <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, the Bucks quarterback, dressed up at the podium in his post-game interview in a, like a button, like a, like a sports shirt, or, what do you call that, like a zip down, or a, what is it? I guess like a, like a zip it's up. like a quarter zip, but like a full zip. Yeah, like, like a full zip, but like with nothing yeah. underneath, So and he's yeah. got massive chest hair, he's got three gold chains, and he's got these uh, stunner shades on. And he's just like taking questions like a boss, like kind of playing into it. <laughs> it was actually Deshaun Jackson's clothes. So as soon as as soon as he Deshaun Jackson's like the, the swaggy Bucks receiver, who's also another veteran. As soon as they won, Fitzpatrick ran back into the locker room and put on all his stuff, 
um, and, and all Deshaun Jackson stuff. Like, <laughs> who's, who's going to go take the interview? And he's and he couldn't get the uh, the gold chains on himself because like apparently they're they're yeah. really small or like they had like really <laughs> delicate like uh, things hanging off of them. And so he asked Deshaun when Deshaun walked in. He says, "Deshaun, I'm going to need you to help me out here." And Deshaun grabbed them and he goes. I bless you, young man. And he put he put he, he put the uh, gold chains on Fitzpatrick, and he went out there and then did his uh, thing. And he's now getting all this attention. And um, the Bucks have positive like people are talking about the Bucks like they're a good, young, fun franchise. And it's the first yeah. time it's ever happened. Literally, <laughs> yeah. first time it's ever happened in my life. Yeah, and it's like okay. and the the insane irony of it is that it's when thirty five year old Ryan Fitzpatrick steps in for Jameis Winston. That that's when the Bucks become the young up and coming football team that's yeah. winning games. It 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 makes no sense. It's uh, it brings up an interesting controversy for when Jameis does come back, which I don't think we'll get into that right now. But it's just 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 basking it right now because this is this is two wins against two good teams. That that's the other part about two, it is that well, against, this is the toughest schedule the, that you could start with. It's literally the toughest schedule in the past like twenty. They did. Yeah. It was no no teams ever had to face three three straight teams who won 11 plus games to start the season. Um, So they beat the defending Super Bowl champs on Sunday against the Eagles. They beat the New Orleans Saints who almost went to the um, Super Bowl, right? Or is that the uh, Minnesota Miracle or is that an NFC championship? No, that was, yeah, yeah. They lost on a a freak accident in the playoffs um, with the last second Hail Mary basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they play the Steelers coming in on Monday night. So they, yeah. they face three really good teams. However, the Steelers are kind of dysfunctional. Right. Uh, and they look good. Fitzpatrick's thrown four touchdowns in each game, 400-plus yards in each game. Deshaun Jackson leads the league in yards. Like, the Bucks look good. Yeah, and I, they do. I'm, if, if you, if you final, finally anyone out there want to join the bandwagon, it's a fun bandwagon. Derek's <laughs> been to the stadium. He's he's seen the pirate yeah, ship. He's, it's he's, great. He's seen us fire the cannons it's a fun time it is it is and yeah so i've only been once but it was a great atmosphere it's a it's a great stadium it's you know fans are good it's just it's it's i support it as a bandwagon choice if you're looking for a bandwagon choice for sure yeah i mean so. there is there definitely is going to be a Jameis controversy yeah um which I, which i'm kind of okay with i mean i'm a big Jameis fan especially when he came out from fsu i was an fsu fan but it's a conversation that needs to be had a lot of local media is like doing what the opposite of what Patriots fans would do, which is like Patriots fans, if, if Brady goes down and, and Garoppolo has one good game, they're like, is Brady done? Should he retire? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right. But like local Bucks media is like, it's not Fitzpatrick's teams. It's James's team. He's coming back no matter what. And all the fans are like, we right. haven't won two straight games in 10 years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Please, please don't put someone else in at QB while this person's winning football games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a weird dynamic, but um, yeah. next, if they, if he beats the Steelers, I don't know how you can not start him when James well, comes back. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly they're not going to, they're not going to bench him if he's still as hot as he is right now. I, I think the question becomes like, you know, okay, let's say the bucks are like, I don't even, I don't know, five and two maybe. And Fitzpatrick's cooled off a bit, but they're still kind of competitive winning games. It's like, it's, you know, it, it's not just a it's not a game by game controversy. I don't think it's a big picture controversy. Is like yeah. is Jameis your quarterback or not? You know that's kind of the question that they're going to have yeah. to ask themselves. And I'm o- I'm okay soon. with them riding Fitzpatrick even until he loses his first game. Like, yeah, if he loses right. his first game, you're like, oh, all right, nice job, you did a excellent job filling in. Now we're yeah. back on track. Like, yeah, and you might have to come back restart. later if there's an injury or if Jameis struggles or whatever. But like, I mean, Fitzpatrick is capable of that role. That's has been his role his whole career. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's cool. 
Fitzmagic is fun. We'll say that. We'll definitely say yeah, that. Keep an eye out for the Bucks Monday night versus the Steelers. It, it's the perfect. There you go. Prime time. It's the perfect formula for the Bucks to get some national recognition. Finally, is they're two and zero. They have just beaten the Super Bowl champs. Fitzpatrick has this meme going around of him dressed as as like a swaggy Conor McGregor, <laughs> and now they have a Monday night football game against a dysfunctional and also popular Steelers team. Yeah, it's true. Um, so it's it's a very big game in terms of the Bucks on the world stage, which is really cool. Yeah, it absolutely is. And the only thing that would worry me as a Bucks fan is that everything feels too perfectly aligned. <laughs> it's, that's, I that's, agree. That's the only problem is that the entire world is like Fitzpatrick's on fire. The Bucks look great. The Steelers are a dumpster fire. Like yeah. this, this is going to happen. And then like, you know, that those ten, those things tend to not go exactly the way you think it's going to go. So that's the only thing that would worry me. But by all accounts, it looks like this could be a huge chance for the Bucks to go 3-0 and really get on the, the national spotlight a little bit to be able to, especially with teams like New Orleans struggling in the early going and even Atlanta. So, um, yeah, I'm into it. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a long time on the bucks, but we should, we should get to a few other teams. Yeah, definitely. I guess we'll start, start with the Steelers because they are dysfunctional. Yep. Le'Veon Bell is out, um, <laughs> partying in Miami. You see those videos? Yeah. Just not He's a care like, in the world, not a care in the world. He's on a jet ski in Miami while Antonio Brown tweets, um, trade me then, see what happens, um, and then doesn't show up to work right. on Monday. Yeah, just literally for, doesn't go to quote work. unquote personal reasons, which may or may not be true. But the Steelers are are coming apart at the scenes. They tied the Browns. Yeah, um, they are just they in lost a, in to a the bad, Chiefs. It lost the Chiefs. They are in a bad place right now. Um, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Uh, I agree with everything there. They're a dumpster fire. I mean, so I <laughs> the thing is. Um, I think I might have said in a prior podcast, or, or or maybe I didn't, and it was only offline. But I actually kind of support Le'Veon Bell in, in the controversy isolated to Le'Veon Bell's situation. I actually support him. I think the Steelers have not given him his fair due as a player. He's an MVP caliber player, and they just keep franchise tagging him, and they're kind of exploiting the CBA to to keep him in exactly the situation they want to use him as much as they can, and then leave him without ever getting a real contract. So I kind of yeah. do support Le'Veon in that situation, but. I mean, there's a certain level of responsibility to not be completely just like kind of in the face of everyone that you're that you're partying and living large and not really working to make come to any agreement here. Um, Now, Antonio Brown, you know, a lot of people are placing blame on the Steelers organization solely. And obviously the organization deserves a lot of blame because they're not they're not handling these problems the way they need to be handled, but I got to put some blame now on the players that it's starting to to build up to this, you know, like at this point, now that it's come to this point, I do have to start to put a little bit of blame on Le'Veon and definitely on Antonio Brown because they are, they are like in a lot of ways, it's like, what are you guys to complain about? Like you guys get the ball a gazillion times a game in the most fantasy football star studded offense, like ever. You know? And you're well known as like yeah. the best players at your position. It's not like you're you're undervalued in the public spotlight. Yeah, you're. Yeah, so it, I agree with you there. Yeah, particularly Brown. It's like Antonio Brown leads the NFL in targets and like is the number one fantasy receiver every year for like the past like five years because he just gets thrown the ball all the time. It's like so like and you know one person tweets at him saying that he wouldn't produce for another team. And now he says, trade me then. And like, like, like a nobody, like, like a, what, like a, like a Twitter troll with 12, followers. like literally a troll. Yeah. And, and actually I did read an article that said that that's actually that the person who tweeted that is a former Steelers employee. So there might be oh. something else beyond the, behind the scenes there that we don't know, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Like 
you don't respond like that to one tweet that says that you wouldn't produce. That, that's literally just a hater on Twitter saying that's like that, a that's like, like a Dwight Howard move. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. And so I didn't expect that from Antonio Brown. So I, the Steelers are kind of falling apart, and this is a tough one to reconcile because the Steelers' offense is what keeps them relevant. You know, like they've kind of survived without a great defense. Like they used to have a great defense like ten years ago. They've survived lately without that great defense because they have such a like again, it's a fantasy football factory in their offense. You know, it's like they have insane numbers producers on offense, and without those two guys being bought in, that's got to be a terrible feeling for Steelers fans. So, I don't know what to, to make of it, but I, I think they're not headed in a good direction, and that contributes to the the Bucks' big opportunity, obviously, that we were just talking about. Um, and so, last team I want to talk about because we kind of have to. Not that, not that I like to, because we do it all the time. But yeah. the Pats getting. Josh Gordon, yep. color nobody in the world surprised <laughs> that the New England Patriots happen upon an MVP caliber receiver who will immediately turn his life around once he becomes <laughs> a part of the Patriot way. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, so you're not wrong in that that could happen. Um, I will say the Patriots, so the Patriots get this rep for doing this, and rightfully so because they do it a lot uh, with guys like this. They don't shoot 100% on guys like this. I will say that. I mean, the Patriots do this so often that it is not by any means a sure thing. You know, there are plenty of guys for for every guy, for every Randy Moss that they brought in that resurrected his career and was insanely good. You know, there are the Ocho Cinco's. They're like last year they had Michael Floyd who they brought in after he got a DUI and like tried to resurrect him and then he wasn't on the roster for the Super Bowl last year. So like they have these guys that are talented that they can't make it work. Um, you know, Josh Gordon's an interesting one to me because I, his problems are all off field and they're not from what we hear. They're not like criminal problems, you know, like, like the, Josh Gordon's in a situation that a lot of fans are pulling for Josh Gordon because it's, it appears to be, you know, anxiety, depression, things yeah, like this that say, he's dealing with. He got a lot of flack for the marijuana thing, which like, Sure, it's a rule in the league, but it, it's basically going to be legalized in in yeah. federally. I mean, it, in any any minute. So like, it doesn't really matter, and people are kind of rooting for him on that grounds. But this seems to be going beyond that because there's a lot of background, like missing practices and missing camps, and yeah. Yeah. like a lot of cryptic, uh, like please respect my privacy in this time quotes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's something going on. You're right, and and obviously the Patriots think that it's not as big of a deal and and to be honest i i think once he gets to the patriots it's going to be smooth sailing peaches yeah, well, and cream and the thing is he hasn't had a change of scenery that entire time he had zero changes of scenery you know so i think um that's the reason that you'd think it should work is because it's a very structured place he's going to it's not the cleveland browns it might be the opposite of the cleveland browns um yeah and, and so uh can i can i propose something yeah so the the Browns need to be punished in this scenario. This is like a fantasy football team, tra- like the last place player yeah. trading with the first place team. Yeah, there's just no excuse for it. So and all all of the Browns should either have to like retake the SATs <laughs> or get tattoos on their butts, like something that like a fantasy football team loser yeah. would have to do. Yeah. because it's just unfair. You should not be able to. I mean, I know you obviously can, but. It's fantasy football. Like yeah, when well, the when the worst team just gives the best team the best yeah. players. So uh, and because they're out of it, I'll, I'll say this: there's one thing that I think needs to be 
noted there, and I wish stuff like this would come out more often, is that I think that's I think that there should be something like that in the NFL that could look at situations like this. But there's got to be another team that's willing to give a fifth round pick, right? So like like that has to be verified. And the thing at this stage of the NFL season, I think it's trickier than it sounds um, because the first thing that came to my mind was. I don't think the Patriots are going to go get Josh Gordon because I don't think the Patriots have someone on their roster that they want to cut. That that was my first thought when when the Josh Gordon news came out. And so every team in the league has that same situation to deal with. When you're in week three and you're bringing in a wide receiver, the decision of who you're going to cut is is sometimes trickier than it seems. The Patriots ended yeah. up cutting Corey Coleman, who they they had just signed, and I thought was actually someone who had some upside uh, as a talented you know former first round pick that kind of didn't pan out again with Cleveland, a very similar situation actually. Yeah. But but they they cut Coleman, who I think they wanted to give a chance. So I agree with that that it, it there is generally something wrong with that when a team like the Browns will just send a guy like that to the Patriots. The only thing I would want to know is if there was another team out there because. Again, if the Browns are doing it because they have a good relationship with the Patriots, then there's a problem there because that's not um, in that's really not good competitive balance, like you know ethics, I would say. But I think there's a big question mark of whether they had comparable offers from other teams or not. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't, but I think it's a possibility that they didn't. So that's just one thing to consider. Yeah. But but we'll see. Well, we'll see. The rich get richer, Derek. That's how it goes. <laughs> they they, they, it uh, is still a challenge to make it work. The, the Patriots have a very complex offense, so Gordon's going to need to hit the, the study book for sure to be able to make it work. And is he he's suspended for a while still, right? No, no, no. He's not suspended. The Browns just had been uh, benching him. They said he could play this week. Now, I, I don't think he'll make an impact, uh, having not been able to dive into the playbook yet, but he is eligible to play right away. Cool. Well, so. I, I've got him down for 130 yards and two TDs this week. <laughs> that, I, I would take um, it. The last little tidbit about the NFL, Vontae Davis, veteran defense, uh, defensive player for the Bills. Um, weirdly, a very weird story. At halftime, they're losing to who, the Bengals, I think. Was uh, it the Bengals? I, I'm not positive. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was. I think it was the – yeah, I can't remember. Um, the Chargers, maybe. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, the Chargers. Chargers. So the Bills are losing to the Chargers. Pretty bad. I mean, the Bills are terrible. They are just total garbage. Um, they, they lost 47-3 to to the Ravens the first week, so they are just really bad. Vontae Davis, a veteran um, uh, defender on the Bills, quits at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> like retires. Literally packs up his bags and leaves the stadium and retires. He says, <laughs> I no longer want to play football on this planet anymore. That's how bad the Bills are. <laughs> that says it all. So, I mean, that says it all. And it's, it's so weird. I mean, he, he released a very... PC statement saying like I know my body and I know my family like it's yeah, a, no. like something you would release <laughs> at the end of a football season. Yeah, it's not a halftime. <laughs> yeah, um, so his players are obviously pissed. Uh, everyone's really confused. Um, but I mean, wh- what are your thoughts on Vontae Davis re- retiring at halftime of a football game that he was playing in? It's wild. Like like that's wild, and I it's just comical to me. I mean, it's I I, I don't know what real take to make of this other than. Just like it's just hilarious to describe the Buffalo Bills that way. It's like this is how bad the Bills are. Like Vontae Davis. Yeah. Vontae Davis has had a legitimately good NFL career. He's been a good DB for his whole most of his career. Not like a not a Hall of Fame or all Pro Bowl level DB even for most of it, but he's been a good defensive back. And he's a veteran leader of that team, I would assume, because of his status in the league. And he quit at halftime. He just like packed up his bags and left the stadium at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's how bad crazy. the bills are 
I mean, that's like that's like Browns territory. It is the Brown. I think the Bills that's have like overtaken the Browns. Browns. I think the Bills have overtaken yeah. the Browns in that because the Browns have had two competitive games to start the season. Um, the Bills have not. So the uh, the Bills are pretty bad. So. Uh, well, that, that's like when the te- uh, I'll be sitting in like a, a law school class and a teacher will go like, and you guys have a, a legal memo due next Thursday. And I'm like, well, I quit law school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quit. That is that is like the equi- <laughs> that is the equivalent. That's yeah. the equivalent. He's like, oh, you're having a bad day? Just retire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was yeah. just a little tidbit. I mean, the Bills stink. Vontae Davis is kind of on the decline anyway. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a big – like you probably wouldn't have heard his name besides him retiring at halftime this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He's not like – he wasn't still a big contributor on that team, I don't think. He's a veteran kind of presence, but <laughs> certainly not setting was, the best example as a veteran. <laughs> he was starting. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Vontae Davis quitting at halftime. Uh, not the best look for the Buffalo Bills, who are bound to have what seems to be a terrible year and probably will get the number one pick in the draft. So um, that does it for NFL. Uh, quick thoughts on college football, I guess. Like We don't really have much to talk about, but we kind of talked about all the cancellations before. The big one I want to talk about, and again, I don't think this is – we're not hammering home the same topics that are always relevant to you again, but I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, Florida State is a disaster this year. I mean, just not They're what people expect it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my only thoughts on that are like, it's a very weird time to be a Seminole. I mean, this happens every year in Florida. Like yeah. every other year, one of the teams is bad. One of the teams that's supposed to be a perennial powerhouse is bad. Yeah. It just, that's how it goes. You, it's very cyclical. Florida State's, Florida State's years are bad um, coming up and their offensive mm-hmm. line's bad. Um, but people are, it's tough because people are very, very split on Willie Taggart right now. Yeah, I feel bad is, for Willie Taggart. Is, me too, because he's a very good guy. He's great for the community. He's he's done wonderful stuff with the boosters. He's a great recruiter. He's just left with Jimbo's. I don't want to say Jimbo's mess because it's a very good football team, but yeah, he's taking a lot of the blame right now, mainly because that's all people know. That's all people can pinpoint as what the problem is. Um, right. But there's there's some stuff that's got to be fixed. And 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 the last thing I'll say about it is, um, I do remember two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Florida state, Miami, these two similar teams that, that thrive a lot on momentum and hype and like turnover chains and stuff like that. When they have a bad start to the season, the wheels come off very early. So Florida state, I called it, they were going to be not as good, but this is happening way quicker. I mean, they, they didn't score a point against Syracuse until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Which is brutal. Um, So, which is brutal. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect much out of them the rest of the year. Honestly, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm looking past them as a, on our schedule for BC, but, um, no, yeah, they're, it's, it's certainly not going to be a, a marquee game. this yeah, year. Yeah. You don't look past them, but it certainly makes that gauntlet that, that Boston college has feels a little bit, uh, a little easier if, if FSU is the way they are. Um, the other thing that I think it impacts, and again, this is kind of this will play itself out in two weeks, I would say, but Virginia tech, who caught everyone's eye on opening night by beating Florida State in that game? Um, it kind of almost dampers Virginia Tech a little bit. Like, like I mean, obviously they're going to have their chance to prove themselves, but it's like now that you see what Florida State is, and again, they might not have actually been that on opening night. Like maybe opening night is what unraveled them, but it kind of does lessen what felt like a really impressive opener for Virginia Tech and got them up to like number 12 or 13 in the country, you know? So like now they're going to have to prove themselves that they're actually that good. And, and they weren't just feasting on a Florida state team that was kind of way, way overhyped. So, yeah. um, 
Um, well, the last thing we should we I know we said we weren't, we weren't going to, but <laughs> we can still Boston can. We Boston still College Boston College is ranked twenty yeah. third. Um, <laughs> this is for relevant. The first time in how relevant for the first time in how long? Ten, ten years. Ten years. Two thousand eight with Matt Ryan. Actually, it might have been two thousand seven technically. Uh, no, I think it was two thousand eight. It was two thousand eight. I'm pretty sure. Um, Matt Ryan. I know Matt Ryan was the quarterback the last time BC was ranked. So, uh, yeah, it's wild. The good old days. Wild. Um, wild. So there it is, 23, and they have, uh, like we said, we joked about them starting 7-0, and and ESPN is now talking about them starting 7-0. and So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of wild, but it's very surreal. I mean, we, but. we do that every single year. <laughs> yeah, so like at, at some point, it was bound to be true. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, exactly. But I, but, think, I think this may yeah. be a year when, when we're not completely wrong. The, the, the only other note on BC, and by the way, uh, definitely subscribe to Around the Res, the BC podcast that we spun off of this one. Uh, we've got two episodes and we have hopefully some exciting stuff coming this week. So you guys are going to want to check that out. Um, but uh, the other thing I'll just mention about BC with that is that we, I need to see two more. I need to see these next two weeks. I need to see wins. Like, like So we're obviously hyped up about this, but we can't be at the point where we think that BC is invincible to a bad loss. right? They need to still pro- yeah. prove that they are going to put away the teams they should put away. So the next two weeks for them are huge. If they get through them, this is a legitimate national contender this year if they can get through the next two weeks in the same kind of fairly dominant fashion that they've started the season so exciting yeah. times to be an eagle for sure but uh any other college football thoughts no just uh i mean bc we're, we're hitching all our hopes to bc there's no other like yeah. <laughs> crazy upsets or crazy surprises yet but um we'll keep you posted yeah absolutely so uh, that does it for sports brings us into the second half which is pop culture All right, so pop culture. Um, we have our first topic here, which came out of nowhere. I don't know why this I wasn't. A good one. I don't know why I wasn't aware of this coming back, but I, I, I heard about it a few days. Or actually, I think I had heard about it last week and then forgot about it, and then was reminded of it two days ago. I literally uh, just saw it on the the home screen of really? Netflix. Really? Yeah. So That's American American Vandal season two is out. <laughs> And officially, officially, it's there. You can go watch the whole thing. I, I know people that have already watched all eight episodes that really, liked really, it. yeah. Uh, actually, wow. I, I should. I only know one person who said that, but um, <laughs> but so I, but Steve and I have both watched episode one. I believe that's right. You you haven't watched more than that. I just watched one right. today. So uh, we both watched one, and uh, I'll let you give your thoughts on it. But my initial thought is that I I, I don't know how they basically are matching season one. Like, like they, they, they are somehow, I was like, there's no way that it can be as funny or as like ridiculous, ridiculous or as like brilliant in its, in its unique way as season one was. And I, through one episode, I feel like it is, which is very yeah. surprising to me. And, and, and I know exactly what you're saying. Like this is not going to win any Emmys or anything. Right. It's just, it's just, it knows exactly what it is <laughs> and what it does well which is like advanced poop jokes and advanced like <laughs> fart humor. Um, I, I was watching the first episode. I, I made some dinner and I, I was like, you know, I've, uh, Derek and Rob both watched the first episode. Maybe I should just catch up so I can stay in the loop. Turned it on. Within five minutes, I had to turn it off because I was eating. I was like, I can't watch this show <laughs> while I'm eating. There is literally 
diarrhea coming out of people's butts every 30 seconds. <laughs> so, and and don't let that this is going to sound terrible, but don't let that be a detractor to people who are wanting no. to watch it cuz it is a it's it's like a mystery. It's almost like a murder mystery if the murder was who put laxatives in this school's lemonade and <laughs> and it's like uh people are scared and they're doing interviews and but yeah. it's just all with it's, a hint of like fart joke humor yeah um so which it is, is exactly parallel to season one which was like the same exact thing just all with the hint of like dick joke humor like it was just yeah. it, it's exactly parallel and like so because because i think we probably talked about like how are they going to do a season two like what are what angle are they going to do they're going to try to continue the same story are they going to use the same school and characters like what are they going to do and to me this after watching one episode of season two i see what they're going to do and it's awesome like yeah it's it's almost it's almost like a um true detectives of idea it's a yeah a a mockery a mockery of true detective style I should I shouldn't say that. No, it's not mocking True Detective, but it's using the True Detective style as far as like content goes, and it's just going to take advantage of every immature joke they can. Like, yeah, ev- every season is going to be about a different immature joke, <laughs> but the but the show is like we said, not dependent on the immature humor. It, it's so it's it, it's very strange to explain. You kind of yeah. have to watch if, it to understand it. But I would highly recommend watching the first season first. Oh, definitely. I think that yeah, yeah. that sets it up. That lets you know like what you're getting into. I feel like this one's going to be a bit more intense. I think so too. Um, I mean, there is about ten minutes of of diarrhea scenes, <laughs> um, so <laughs> you kind of got to be mentally prepared for what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, but so far, it is. It has matched the creativity and weirdness and. Uh, hilarity of, of American Vandal one. I absolutely agree. So one, that's uh, one episode in and that's one, one episode, episode out of eight. So, uh, and it, it, it's a quick watch, you know, they're like 30 minute episodes. So it's like, you know, it's, you, you can, it's not a huge commitment here. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend do not start from season two. There's really no reason to start from season two. Cause it's like I said, it's not like a daunting task to watch season one. There's pretty short episodes. Um, so definitely watch season one first if you haven't, but, um, very, very geniusly funny show. Uh, and it's back for season two. So uh, one episode in, we'll we'll talk about it again next podcast when we maybe have finished it or, or however far along we are. But uh, any other thoughts on American Vandal? Um, no, just who who is the turd burglar? No one knows. No one knows. Who's the turd burglar? <laughs> um, so number two is the Emmys. Do you want to introduce the Emmys topic here? I will introduce the Emmys topic. Uh, I did not watch the Emmys. It's one of my least favorite of the award shows. Yep, neither did I. Um, the only two things I have noted down here, and you may not have any thoughts on either of them, <laughs> but uh, two of the biggest winners of the night for the Emmys were uh, Amazon Prime Video, actually, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, apparently, it, it dominated. It did an Emmy sweep of all the comedy categories. Wow. It won every every comedy category. Um, I didn't see what it was going up against. Maybe it was just a bad year in TV, but mm-hmm. um, that's good news for uh, TV fans because if Amazon Prime is winning Emmys, that means we have way more good TV coming yeah. out of these subscription services, which mm-hmm. is like Prime, Hulu, Netflix. Um, so you don't want to see Netflix or HBO dominate every year because right. it kind of it, it narrows the scope. So this is this is not just big for. Amazon, but big for everybody. Yeah, agreed. Um, and per usual, Game of Thrones wins best drama and, and cleans up on some of the drama categories, and which they will again next year when they're like 
well, six to eight episodes come out. But or so, whatever. but so that that brings up the question I was about to ask you though is like, will they next year or is next year going to be a staggered year for them? Because like seeing them win this year tells me okay, because there hasn't been an episode in 2018. There there was an episode. The last episode was what probably June of 2017. Is that I mean is that right? Am I think am I remembering that correctly? It feels like it was ten years ago last <laughs> I watched a new and, episode of Game of Thrones, and so that tells me that this Emmys is for like 2017 or something. So I guess the point is is that I don't know if there's a big delay on when they what they evaluate for these Emmys. So it's possible right. I would think there that they be. would. I would think there'd have to be a year in there where someone else can win the the best drama award over them if they have if they haven't had an episode in two years. So. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, you. But we'll see. But I mean, I have no obviously criticisms of Game of Thrones winning things because it's it's an amazing show. But um, it is feels weird because it, it's it was so long ago that the last episode was. So yeah. So that's that's it on the Emmys. Um, I don't know if you watched it or saw anything else, but um, no, pretty I got, uneventful night for the Emmys. Yeah, I got nothing else on the Emmys. So let's move it along then. Yeah. So uh, Avatar: Last Airbender live action is coming to Netflix. I also don't really know anything about this either. So. Did you watch Avatar Last Airbender no. when you were a kid? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. What were you doing? I don't know. I, I, now you were I, doing like homework or something? <laughs> no, I didn't watch nerd. it. Nerd? Yeah, well, me, you're a big nerd. Um, it was a really good kind of like cult following show. Um, okay, yeah, I recognize it. It's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. basically like a... Uh, kind of like an anime-esque... Gotcha, yeah. Um, What's that show uh, with Goku and um, Kamehameha? What's yep. that show? Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, right, right, right. It's kind of like that, yeah, like yeah. younger kids Looks fighting like and um, with a little more heart. It's kind of got like a good backstory. Okay. Um, Aang is the kid's name, the waterbender or whatever. Yep. Uh, and it got a really big cult following, and I actually watched it when I was little. I liked it a lot, so uh, I'm... Willing to give it a shot. Um, seems like every like five years, something about Avatar comes back. Um, <laughs> like it was a like it was a award winning show back in the day when it was just like a kids cartoon. Yeah. Um, I would much rather see like a Samurai Jack or like a something from Cartoon Network, but right. uh, I guess Nickelodeon wins the day. Yeah, for sure. So, so there you go. Last Airbender, uh, Avatar, Last Airbender going to Netflix uh, live action. Uh, Second to last topic here, we got Taco Bell news for yes. you to discuss. <laughs> um, this is just a public service announcement. Okay, good. Yeah, nice. Um, we need to do these. When I went yeah. to, and, and this is, usually I come bearing great news <laughs> when I have Taco Bell news, um, but not today, my friends. Um, do not, I repeat, do not ever order, uh, do you know what fresco means, Derek? Uh, not really what it means, no. What does it mean? Okay, so in in the Taco Bell universe, Fresco means the healthier option. Okay, yep. So yep, yep. you you can order anything Fresco style, um, mm. and they make it like healthier. So if you order Fresco tacos, they don't put sour cream on it. They don't put cheese on it. They put like guac. They put like a guac mm. or um, pico de gallo on it. They put like healthier stuff on it. So just like it takes any item and makes it the healthier version of that item. Yep. So I go. I'm like, oh, might as well. I don't know. Give it a shot or something. Um, so I order, I go, um, to Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, let me, let me just give Fresco a shot. I'll try everything that I want in Fresco style. So I order a bunch of things, Fresco. <laughs> Most of them are good. I get a Fresco quesadilla. Okay. Do you know what a, a Taco Bell quesadilla yes, is? Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
I ordered a fresco quesadilla. It shows up. It is literally two tortillas with chicken and pico de gallo. No cheese, <laughs> not pressed. So it's cut and it's cut. So like, I pull it out of the bag and the the tortillas don't stick to each other because there's nothing holding them together. So it's literally just a bag of of wet tortilla triangles with chicken and uh, pico de gallo floating around in it. It was Sounds not. Great. It was not a quesadilla. Um, I, I complained uh, and I, I didn't like to do it. I love Taco Bell, but I you mean, gotta do it. You gotta do the it. O- the only way to get better is to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I told them their mistakes. I was like, if someone orders a, fres- a fresco quesadilla, tell them you don't make them. Tell them <laughs> or or don't or, or or leave the cheese in there because or or press it. I don't care. But it was just it was literally just. Uh, pico de gallo and and chicken with two tortillas on top of each other wow. like not even not even pressed together just two <laughs> tortillas laid on top of each other and put into the tortilla bag um it was a very it was a very bad taco bell experience and i i've already blocked it out of my mind wow so that that's yeah block it out because that's just what one one experience doesn't shouldn't do anything it just whatever but put it away it's one bad thing be on guard for next time but you can't let this yeah. affect your Taco Bell. Uh, you you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Live and you <laughs> you learn. So, yeah. um, so I think that does it for pop culture. Any any uh, closing thoughts before we uh, move to the final drive? Uh, no, I'm just I'm heated because of that yeah, Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta calm it down a little bit. Uh, the cool down. Yeah, you can't let you you and Taco Bell cannot go through a rough patch. We just we can't have yeah. that. So yeah, I know. Um, all right, final drive. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second? I want to go first, Derek. All right, do it. Cool. Um, so, quick little thing that I want to make a note of, and, and it's very easy to do at home, and I'm going to tell you how. All right. I've started to make my own cold brew coffee. Mm. Um, coffee, everyone drinks, well, most people drink it every morning. Um, I, I only drink iced coffee. Everyone knows how to make a Keurig, and everyone knows how to um, do drip coffee or whatever. This is how you do cold brew, and it's very easy, and this is how I do it, and it's delicious. And it saves you $4.50 a day. Um, you take a mason jar, preferably a bigger one. You put about a cup of ground coffee in it, whatever your favorite ground coffee is. Um, I'm using Equal Exchange. I had it shipped here, Derek. Shout out, Equal Exchange. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, So two cups of that and then double the amount of water. So four cups of water. So whatever the the ground amount is, just double the amount of water. And I usually add a little more because I like it uh, not as strong. Mm -hmm. Shake it up. Put it in the fridge. 34 hours, 24, 34 hours, whatever you want. Open it up, strain it. You have to strain it really, really tight. So, I, like, you should buy cheesecloth. It's what's it's what's called cheesecloth. It's just this real. It's like a almost like paper, but it's just like um, mm-hmm. graded, really, really thin. And you just take that mason jar, put a rubber band around the top with the cheesecloth, pour it out into the other mason jar, and now you've got literally. Boom. And you you use a mason you use a mason jar because you're bougie. Obviously, you can use whatever you want. But <laughs> well, it, I think need, it's important to seal it though, right? It should be something. Sealed. It's important. It's a, it should be something sealed and hipster. Yes. And right. mason jar with cheesecloth <laughs> is about as hipster as it gets. Uh, then just pour it. And every morning, I just have a mason jar of coffee in my fridge. That's amazing. One, I've one bag of coffee, like one uh, little ground bag, whatever, like even like Dunkin' Donuts you would buy, um, has lasted me over a month so far. I paid twelve dollars for the the coffee. I paid. Fifteen dollars for all the equipment with the, for the mason jars, the um, uh, cheesecloth or whatever, um, and I've already had a month and a half's worth of coffee. I'm not even done with the coffee, so wow. highly recommend it. Um, just mason jar, cheesecloth, and a rubber band, 
and you've got coffee. The only thing um, left to do is nice you, cold brew coffee. The only thing you have left to do is to figure out how to get that cookie dough syrup from Dunkin' Donuts once you get that. That's exactly right. <laughs> I have not infused any crazy Jamocha almond fudge flavors. <laughs> That's next on the list. So so stay tuned in, a, in another final drive. All right. Good to hear. So Steve's homemade cold brew is the final drive for him. Uh, my final drive is another quick video game review. NBA 2K19 is next up. Um, so I I got this one because I have, was told by my brother and a bunch of other people that it's so fun playing online and stuff. So I got NBA 2K19. I've only played so far the My Player mode, you know, the individual mode that has all the cheesy stories and stuff. You know, yeah. you can skip the stories, and so they've, they've made some good improvements to that. Of like, you don't have to sit there and watch your guy like have a discussion with like a, a client rep from Gatorade about about what you know. Who cares? Like, so you can just play basketball. But um, so the experience is great. The online play is great. The gameplay is great. All that is like what you expect from 2K19. My main purpose of the final drive here is just to a little PSA about one thing that I discovered today that is a big drawback to a lot of people who get this game for this reason. So my brother and several others last year, they had this game uh, and they would play on PS4 online. They would play what's called like a Pro-Am, which is like you make a team and you can like make your own jerseys, make your own stadium, and like you play against other people online. As long as you have at least three people, you can play five on five. You'll just get like two crappy computer players on your team yeah. to fill in. And like it compiles your record, it keeps your stats. It's like, you know, it's a cool thing. Um, this year, NBA 2K19 um, made it a requirement that you have five players to play in this mode. Which is insane. Ooh. Like that's insane. Like nobody has. How are you gonna find four? Nobody, how are you gonna find four other friends? Four friends that are gonna be online all the time playing NBA 2K19. It's ridiculous. So, um, so that's a PSA because a lot of people get this game for that reason. Uh, we'll see if 2K ends up putting in a patch or something to make it available to less people. But uh, I've seen a lot. There's a pretty big outrage right now from the people that really like that game mode because a lot of people got alienated by that. Now you have to have literally five people like that know each other that join a party together like to play in that mode so it's kind of wild um good reviews for the game otherwise but that's my little quick psa in the final drive um if that's the mode that you're playing for maybe hold off until you find out whether they're going to fix that or not so there you go there you go 2k19 2k19 so uh that's it i think for episode number 115 you got anything else steve anything else no, you want to add you I just want to say that I would whoop your butt in NBA oh, 2K19. True. Hey, I got PS4 now. Day. I got PS4 now. Oh, you, yeah. You can do it. I, I am going to whoop your butt in 2K19. Do you have your PS4 now. hooked up? Uh, it's not hooked up yet, right, but right, now yeah. that I know that I can whoop your butt in 2K19, <laughs> I will. All righty. <laughs> Sounds good. So uh, that's it for 115. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We, uh, we'll be back probably, hopefully. We seem to be in the every other week schedule, so we'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, we might still mix in. The, uh, weekly every now and then but uh, we'll try to settle into at le- I think we're going for at least the every other week is probably what it seems like we're developing into so mm-hmm. so there you go 115's over we'll see you guys next time on 116 later days <laughs>